As we get into our teaching time this morning, I want to talk for just a second about why we're doing this elder ordination thing. Like, what is it? What's it all about? Uh, The Bible has a really cool system for leading the church. Jesus is the head. And so Jesus comes down, he's God in the flesh, and he comes into the earth and he teaches us how to find our way back to God's love. And it's a beautiful picture. There's, uh, There's the fact that he died on the cross for our sins. He rose from the dead to give us the opportunity for a new life that Carly was talking about when she was up here earlier. But then from that, God had a plan for his people to be mobilized throughout the world. It's called his kingdom. And most commonly, we call it the church. And so what would happen back in the early days, uh, someone like the Apostle Paul, or a guy uh, like a guy named Timothy, or a guy named Silas, or a guy named Barnabas, and, and a guy named John Mark, and the other apostles, these are people who are like kind of first generation cre- uh, Christians, and they were leaders. They would go to different neighborhoods and cities and countries, and they would begin to tell people about God's love. And they would introduce them to Jesus, and as the people came together, they would become that local church. And if Jesus is the head... The Bible teaches us that the church is Jesus' hands and his feet in the community. That's why we talk about going to shine light in dark places, because we get to go and do the work of God in the world as the church. And so these people that would come to establish the church, the technical name for them was the evangelist. They would go into the city and they would set up kind of a body of believers. And then while they were there among that group of people, they would see a group of leaders And they would say, this group of leaders should lead this church. Uh, Be the spiritual, one great word that we see in the Bible, the spiritual shepherds of the church. A shepherd loves his sheep. He cares for them. He's down in the trenches with them. And he's he's there to kind of oversee them is another word that we see uh, to describe what we're going to call today our elders. An elder is a person who locally says, I take responsibility for making sure the people in this church community are taken care of to make sure that they know what what it means to know and be known by God, and to make sure that the teaching we have on Sunday mornings is like sound and sticking to the Bible, and to make sure that we're doing what it means to shine light into dark places in our city. It was seven years ago that I sat across from the table from a guy who said, I think you should plant a church. And I said, me? Ain't no way that God needs me to start a new church. But as I went down that path, I realized that God was opening doors and showing the way. And so years later, we moved here to Wilmington, and that was about six years ago. And almost five years ago, we started having these weekly services over at the YMCA, and then we moved to the elementary school, Artemon Elementary School. And then in the fall, we moved here to this theater. But from that very first day, I began praying, God, will you please raise up leaders in Wilmington, people who can rise up and be shepherds, overseers, elders in this local church. And man, God answered the call. It's been 14 months since I first sat with a group of four guys and asked each one of them, you know, is this something you could consider? Would you be interested in doing this? And they kind of knew what it meant to be an elder, but I don't think any of them had really known what it meant to be an elder. So for 14 months, we met monthly and we prayed and these guys got to know each other. Uh, I want to introduce them to you. They're going to be on the screen. They're going to come up on stage in a second. Do we have their pictures? Um, So these are our guys. Brandon Smallwood. Brandon's a great dude. He's moved here from Kentucky with his family. His wife teaches our kids. She actually leads our elementary age class. And Brandon is someone who very early on when they first started coming at the YMCA said, man, I don't know what God's calling me to. He, he is by occupation a doctor. He works in the ER. 
But he, uh, he came to me and said, you know, I, I think God's got something bigger with my life than just my job. I want to serve the kingdom. And so uh, he threw himself under the bus and said, I think I'd like to preach sometime. And I was like, I'm going to hold you to that. So Brandon, we'll see you soon. George, George and his wife Kathleen moved down here uh, from upstate New York. And they really moved here to retire, but that wasn't George's only goal or Kathleen's. And when they first started coming down to prepare the move, they wanted to get involved in a local church. And so they met with me after coming to Venture Church at the YMCA a few times. And as soon as I met George, I was like, this dude is elder material. I just can't wait to tell him. <laughs> and so a couple years later, I invited him and he, he agreed. Uh, James Smith, man, James has lived here in Wilmington for a long time and has been a believer for a long time. He and his wife, Dixie, uh, have raised up two, raised up two beautiful God-honoring uh, girls. And uh, I've loved having James on the team um, with us just serving every single week. He was one of the first people to say, how can we serve our city? And he's working with our city team and serving the city through our group. And James has been meeting with this group. And this is William. Uh, William's a guy that, that goes way back for me, actually. His wife and I grew up at the same home church. And so we kind of go back a little ways. And, and when uh, we first got started in, in, in Wilmington, uh, William and Jill were some of the very first people that said, where, where are you going to start meeting? We want to be there to help. And so they were with us when we were a group of eight or ten people in a living room uh, over five years ago. And so isn't this cool to be here today to do this? And so these are our four guys. I want to read you a passage of scripture that these guys take very seriously. And this is from 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3. And we're going to read verses 1 through 7. This is one place where we see the qualifications of an elder. Here it goes. Here's a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of the full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into temptation. And sorry, fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. And as we met the last 14 months, these four guys read this and go, I'm not sure that's me. <laughs> I'm not sure I add up. I'm not sure I'm qualified. And I said, you know what the Bible says about our salvation, right? Jesus saves us by his grace. It's not about our goodness, but it's about our intentions to love and live in his grace. And so these guys, after being checked against each other and talking to other mentors, have said, yeah, we'll do it. So I want to call these guys to the front of the room real quick. If you guys would come on up, Brandon, George, James, William. And guys on the lights, can we go ahead and bring up the house lights all the way up so that we, everybody can just see each other? What's up, guys? Hey, let's welcome these guys to the stage. Now, using the, uh, the biblical model, I guess I would be the evangelist. I came to the city, and I got, got some things rolling, but these guys have been anchors for me. And what we've done this morning is, it really is cool. It follows a, a tradition in the church and something we see in Scripture. Uh, we see people who uh, are leaders and elders in other congregations that come into a city and kind of uh, bless this moment, kind of consecrate the moment, and kind of say, look, this this is good. There's been this succession that's come down from Jesus, generation after generation after generation, when new leaders rise up in the church. Uh, the old leaders step in, put their hands on them, and say a prayer, and get the thing rolling for another generation of leadership. So we got four men. Uh, if you guys want to come on up, I want to introduce these guys. Um, 
these four guys have been instrumental in getting our church started, and you don't even know this. Uh, and I'm going to introduce them as, as I see them. This is Steve Haggerty. Um, Steve was an elder at my home church. I love this guy. Uh, he, he has been like a father figure to me through my life, off and on. Love you, man. It, it also happens to be that he's William's father-in-law. How cool is that? Um, and so he's going to be here for this. Uh, this is Neil Allagood. Neil's uh, preached here a few times, hopefully been able to meet Neil. Neil was on our management team when we first started. Uh, and so before we had elders, we had an outside management team, and some of these guys were on that. Uh, Neil is a pastor at LifePoint Church in Raleigh, uh, in Cary, on their Cary campus. And so he's here. Thanks for being here, Neil. We've got Tim Turner over here. Uh, Tim, Tim's story is great because when, when uh, I first felt the call to do church planting, uh, I worked with Tim, and he was the lead pastor of the church I was at. I was the youth minister there, and I had to go tell Tim, hey, man, I think I need to leave. And Tim was so gracious, and they were really our sending church and financially supporting and, and all kinds of different ways, and it's great to have Tim with you with us today. Thanks for being here. And this is Dave McCants. Dave uh, is the pastor at Two Rivers Church in New Bern. Uh, he was also on our management team uh, and also has been a mentor to me huge in my life. Dave will be sharing later in our teaching time in just a minute if we save him any time. Um, through this, but these guys are just gonna uh, put a, put a hand on one of each of these guys. Uh, we have a microphone. Are we supposed to use this guy? All right. So let's just start down at that end with Neil. Pass the mic down. And if you guys would just join us in a time of prayer, um, step on in. I'd like to just kind of bridge the gap here. All right. If you just join us in prayer, God, we just uh, stand in awe of this moment. God, we all come from different places, different walks of life, different backgrounds. And so, God, I don't know where everyone is in this room this moment, but God, I just pray that they would understand the power of this moment in the history of uh, not only your larger church, but this local church. Um, God, this is a powerful time, and, and you are raising up uh, four powerful men, not because of any power of their own, uh, but because of the power that came through the cross and the empty tomb. Uh, and God, I want to specifically play, uh, pray for Brandon right now. Uh, God, just thank you so much, uh, first and foremost, that you even allow us to be a part of this journey. God, we know that you have the power to do anything and everything, and yet in your infinite wisdom, you ha have seen fit to allow poor, broken humans uh, to play a role in your plan. And so God, uh, I just, uh, I'm just so thankful for Brandon willing to step out and to step up and to say, God, use me in this moment uh, and in this place and with these people. God, thank you for what his family has meant to the family here at this church. Thank you for uh, uniting him and his wife and bringing them through uh, these travels to land here in Wilmington for such a time as this. And God, I just want to pray right now uh, that you would give him courage and wisdom and discernment and to understand that, yes, this is a, a weighty mantle placed upon his shoulders, but God, uh, you have told us uh, to bring these burdens to you and that you will make them light, that you will make our burden and our yoke easy because uh, it's about your grace. And so, God, I just pray that you would be with Brandon. Um, God, thank you for the way he's invested uh, his, his energies and his wisdom in the finance team and been a part of key leadership roles here already. 
uh, you have been laying the groundwork for the powerful things that he will do as a part of this family. God, I pray that you would be with his family. God, be with his marriage. God, as he's taking this step and leading into this role, uh, Satan will not like that. And so Satan's going to attack. And so God, I pray that the people of this church will be lifting up Brandon in, in prayer, lifting up his family, uh, that you will protect their marriage, that you would just allow them to bring it all before you and to lay it before you. God, be with his children to look at him in awe as a father who is leading like the heavenly father. And so God, I just pray that um, you would just grant him the strength to rise up uh, into this. God, that you would be with the family as they walk through this together and that you would be with this church family as they look to him uh, for leadership, for guidance, and for wisdom. God, I pray for his relationship with Chris and the other staff. Uh, God, that they would just grow in love for one another, that they would be there to spur one another on to great things, and that years from now, they will look back at this moment and that God, just like you're smiling down upon this right now, that they will smile and they will be so thankful that Brandon stepped into this role and in this moment, in this place with these people. God, we thank you for what you're going to do with Brandon through the power of his ministry as he steps into this lead role. God, we thank you that all of this can happen through the power of your Holy Spirit and in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray this. Heavenly Father, as we continue this prayer, we, we thank you for being the awesome God you are. You didn't have to look our way. You didn't need to do anything to win us back. And yet you were gracious and loving enough to do that. And we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your son that you sent to us, the great shepherd of all shepherds, the one we will follow. We thank you for your spirit that you granted each one of us as we accepted the challenge to, to follow your son. And we, we just praise you all. I pray for all four, for George and James and Brandon and William. May they, with the spirit inside of you and your son leading the way, may they be united, even in their differences, for your kingdom. I pray specifically for my son-in-law, William. You have woven people and families. This church is woven by you. I ask you to bless him, give him wisdom in his decisions as he works with the other elders and with Chris. Be with his wife, Jill, as she labors beside him. Have her encourage him, strengthen him, sacrifice for him. And together with their family, may they serve you and bring others to know your saving grace. I thank you for you, and I thank you for William, and I pray in Jesus' name. Father, we, we humbly come before you today, understanding that uh, not one man standing up here is even worthy to stand in your presence. We are all sinners saved by your amazing grace. And we thank you for that. And we also stand here um, thinking about elders that we've known in the past who were such humble servants. I think about them and 
how they loved your church and how they loved Jesus and how they gave themselves for that cause, for your kingdom. And that is the challenge that these men have before them today. To never become arrogant or to think that uh, they are owed something, but to humbly serve knowing that uh, it's only by your grace, only by your love. And to love this church and to love the people in it and to serve them. I pray for George, Father, specifically that you would just give him that spirit of love and grace and mercy and, and wisdom and strength that your spirit gives. I pray that uh, he would love Chris and Chris's family and the families of the staff here and the other people who serve and work and, and those who come, that, that he would see each person and love each person and give each person what they need. I pray, God, that you would uh, just use each of these men to help in the future of this church and in this congregation and that they would understand their role. And each of us has a role, Lord. Help us to each understand what you want us to do to make your church the church that it can be. Through the name of Jesus, we pray. Father God, we, we love you, and we're so thankful for this moment in the life of this church. Lord, we're, we're thankful for the church, your vehicle for the gospel, the good news about Jesus to be shared with the world. We thank you for Venture Church, for Chris and Lindsay, and for their faith to follow uh, your call here. And right now, we, we thank you for these four leaders that are being ordained as elders today, who have heard your call in their lives and heard your call to lead. And Lord, I, I pray that you just make them like the keel of a ship, not always seen, but always there to provide stability, to keep this church on course, headed in the direction that you want it to go. We're so thankful for um, and honored to be here today to witness such a great moment in the life of this church. And Lord, we just pray for your blessing. This morning, Lord, I, I pray for James, pray for his wife and girls, that you would just bless him, bless his efforts to serve you in this way. And we just pray your blessing upon all of the efforts of all of these men as they step up to lead in your church. We thank you for all that you've done for us, and we pray all these prayers, and we thank you in Jesus' name.